Because I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Hello, Seattle. Welcome to another glorious edition. Huck and the Gas Man from the Carter Volkswagen Studio. The Felty later here as well. Contractually required to be here. The Pros Pro, Neil Scott, sitting in fresh off Moisture Festival in Fremont. Still glowing from Moisture Festival and seeing a naked ventriloquist. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, I think so. And the oh. weather outside <laughs> is awful. Thank God in about three hours from now, I'm going to be on a plane to Arizona. Indeed. Thank God almighty, I cannot wait. You couldn't have led me into our poll question any easier, Puck. Which this is my favorite poll question that you have done since joining the show. At Gasman206 on the big fire up uh, your Twitter machine and go to at Gasman206. You could follow me. Did you see some guy the last night on Twitter <laughs> asked if I write my own tweets or if I have a staff? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I did. I have a staff. I don't do any of my own writing. Well, like everyone today, everyone's got a team. Yeah, right. Every, yeah. you know, you know, like the, the pros. Pros got a team. Uh, you have a team. We got a team, like keeping the house afloat. That's yeah. it. I mean, me, I'm on my own here. Yeah. Uh, which member of La Familia Puck <laughs> will have the biggest meltdown during their Arizona vacation? Now, meltdowns are a vacation tradition. They go back years and years. Generally, everybody will have at least one. Now, you guys aren't going to be gone long enough, maybe for the full on, but you never know. It can be any I've small. I've got two thing. small children, eight and right, four. The, right. the high probability, because it's already begun, because <laughs> right. you, you overheard the conversation in yeah, the sports bit. That's kind of what led to this. The meltdowns have already begun, so yeah. the high probability that it happens. Yeah, extreme. Very early returns, and it is too close to call with Puck and Mrs. Puck as your leaders. Yeah. Puck at 33%, Mrs. Puck at 29%. Both good bets. A parental meltdown. But meltdowns are different as a parent, I'm assuming, because you probably have to shield. <sighs> no, we don't. we don't shield. No, The kids no. just see it the, all. See, the, I, we, have, we, have, uh, we, we, we parent, we say everything's out in the open. Yeah. So the swearing, the, the being good. angry at one good. another is right in front of them. We think yeah. that's the best way to parent. Right now, it is It is a dead heat. Puck, mm. Mrs. Puck, and the vampire, your son, your four-year-old son, uh, all have 28% of the vote. Beast Mode, the daughter, 16%. Here's why Beast Mode isn't a bad bet, though, is Beast Mode just went through the whole gymnastics thing and got her, you know, got the whole all-star thing and then selflessly gave yes. it up because she'd made another commitment. She's under some direct human pressure. I'm thinking at some point she's lying by the pool at some point during this trip and then realizing I made a grave mistake. Yeah, right. I want to go to the All-Star (laughs) game. Screw the play and screw everyone involved with that. And that could lead to a meltdown, yes. So so and and will the best thing about this will be you telling us who melted down and then what the meltdown because it could be anything. I'm trying to think when I had a, a real the last time I had a good vacation meltdown. We were in Peru for two weeks in November. <laughs> and I don't think oh. I mean the closest I came to melting down was we we went into the jungle for three three nights. You got weird in the jungle? Well, the third night there's a spider like yeah. literally the size of my fist. I'm out. On the bed netting, and I'm trying to. I'm, I, there, there's something on the back of the toilet tank. We never ascertained what that was. Just some big creature. I mean, we're living uh, in yeah. there, no. and and we both had admitted. We said, you know, we've really pushed our boundary about as far as we can push. You don't need to go any further. No, you you've made the point. We, we you can go into the jungle in Peru. Don't go any further. We got back in the boat for the five hour boat drive oh, back geez. to civilization. The boat ride. And uh, and I'm Renee. And I both said, "Well, this is like the coolest thing we've ever done, and we never need to do it again." You've experienced it. Never, never go at it again. The jungle. I would just. I don't want to influence the voting here because uh-huh. if I if I 
if I told you who the runaway favorite is, like if I was handicapping this one, mm-hmm. there's a there's a you know what there's a two to one favorite in this thing. Oh, okay, and you're, but I'm you're, not going to say who it is. Well, but but you know you I don't want influence the voting. Except on. you might be wrong. Two to one. Okay, you is want me to hardly tell you? It is it's is the vampire. You know, the vampire. The vampire. I guarantee he's four. The, yeah, yeah, that's I'm that, right. Telling you, right. It guaranteed will happen. And in fact, it's already happening now. I mean, I've got a phone call from my, from the CEO tell, already telling me. Yeah. She puts me on speaker. Can you talk to your children right now? Because yeah. they're already acting up. And if they continue to do this, we're going to, we're going to turn it around and not go. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, we're still going yeah. because financially we've committed to go. Well, maybe so they're turning happening. it around and not yeah. going. And she's You're like, going to be on a plane this afternoon. I will be on a plane yeah. going to Arizona. If- Whether they're coming. That's up to them. That's her choice. Yeah, if she wants to stay back and she doesn't want the kids to go, or hell, knowing her, she'll say you can stay home. Like we have to someone, you? no, to the kids. Oh, okay, yeah. No, we got a dog. Maple's six. Maple, keep an eye on him. She's fine. Give him some sleep. snack packs. Yeah, snacks. You know, yeah. she can feed the kids. You know, the eight year old is at the point she can feed herself down. She can help her brother out. So that'd be good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I leave them at home for, for periods of time to go grab something to quickly at the store. So I think maybe for five days they can handle it. Yeah, but the CEO sure. would say, You can stay home, we're going. And I wouldn't put that past her. So that guy could still have well, we'll see. We'll see okay. how it all works out and people can it. vote from now till one o'clock at uh, at, at Gasman two oh six. And it, this early on looks like our best poll question ever from a... I love it. Because a lot of times by now we can already call it. It's like for, year, for years and years and years and years, up until the first Obama election, they would come on the national, back back when they didn't do returns until the end of the day, the national news would come on at, at 6 o'clock at night, and the first thing they do, well, we can confirm Indiana is voting Republican. Yeah. <laughs> they flip Indiana to whatever it was read, and they go, we can confirm yeah. that, be the first race... Right now, and, and that's how we can do with this poll question. Usually by now we can confirm yeah. who looks like the winner. We don't want to be Dan Rather right now. This right now, it, it is way too close. To All right. So, yeah. uh, we got early vote leaders for myself and the, and the wife. I'm just telling you, the vampire, I'm just, we, this, we could have an epic meltdown just in the airport. That's what I'm thinking of right now. Because he, sure. Hey, airport's hey, air, always a touch and go thing with him. Airport. I mean, because you think about it, with, with kids, there's all kinds of things. Oh, and then with the adults, it could everything. be a, it could be a snotty flight attendant. Oh, it's the kids. It, I it, want. It, she's watching what I want to watch. I want the iPad. And he that already could, watched the iPad for five minutes. Well, I want it for ten minutes. That could lead to an adult meltdown. Oh, of course. That's well, what could trigger that, right? The plane ride will will be heavy drinking, and heavy drinking can lead to yeah something being said loud enough for everyone in the plane. Is there any chance you? guys both get so drunk that they take your kids away from you when the plane lands like, like a, they have like people a, board like a, like they have Gary, people board the plane and they're like like a gary matheson yeah right yeah, yeah exactly. a, excuse me we have a gary matheson on a board gary matheson 103 please <laughs> uh yeah i think there's a high probability of that happening oh and it'd be a proud moment for all of well, us Well, you gotta get you gotta get vacation kick-started all right uh coming up on the show today uh we'll have brad adam his weekly visit with us at 11 o'clock uh, thanks to John Howie Steak, we'll talk baseball, we'll talk uh, basketball and yeah. injuries, and we'll also talk about axe throwing. Apparently that's what he was doing in his vacation in lovely, balmy Minneapolis. Uh, Ed Dixon, new Seahawks tight end. How about that? Will join us with lunch with listeners coming up at noon. Oregon Duck. I'm sure Husky fans excited that he's here now in town. He's uh, he's coming in for uh, you know to, uh, to a position that they just haven't been able to get click. It's a good signing for several years. So I mean, in some ways, he's in the perfect. You you don't want to follow a guy that was making it work. Yeah, I mean, it's, Ed Dixon's a solid tight end. Yeah, this solid this is a guy who's and he's coming yeah. in. They never figured out Graham. Yep. Luke was okay, but I mean, they they just and I don't know how big it'll be, but but having him 
You know, the, the, he, he's like in it. a good position for success. Yeah, I, guess I like it. We got uh, Gonzo, the Gonzo dud we'll have to address here momentarily. Mm-hmm. Am's going to have a big decision, I think, this weekend. Uh, Jackson came up with a good idea about the Spurs and their consistency, which is just insane. We'll do that later in the program. And then um, I think there might be some hope. Hope for the something happened in the NBA last night off the court that I think will give some hope to NBA fans here in the city of Seattle. We'll get to that as the uh, the show uh, winds down. But but before we go any further, mm-hmm. you know what today? You know what happened today? You know, I'd have to say I don't. I've now looked at the show sheet. But no, if you'd asked me what's what's the significance of this date in Seattle history, I would not know. On this date, 1989. The pitcher on the way to Junior, and it's swung on and belted. Hit the left field. Get to the track. The wall. Welcome to Seattle, Ken Griffey Jr. My, oh my, on the first pitch thrown to him. His first game ever in the kingdom, his first pitch ever at the kingdom, and he hits a home run. Yeah, the, <laughs> That's unbelievable. The great ones again and again and again rise to the uh, occasion, and they, they know it. And those two are so intertwined there, Dave Niehaus and Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. that you know you, you needed somebody with, uh, with the oomph of Niehaus to call these sure. things and to, to be able to paint it that That's way. That's great. You, you're so right. They were perfect together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Both yeah. were great right. individually. But together we're epic. They and 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 he had a way of framing juniors at bats and setting them up and and reacting there. There's no way he's thinking he's going to hit the first pitch for a home run. Yeah, you're not even thinking he's going to hit a home run his first at bat and then first pitch. And for Niehaus to not get caught at all there to be ready because your mind can wander a sure. little bit. And, and you, you, again, you're not you're not. I, I'll never forget. Uh, Kevin Calabro did some Mariners baseball uh, um, oh, years yeah, yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember years that. Years ago, and yeah. his very first game, and he he did like 10 games a year. He did some vacation mm-hmm. fun. His very first, I want to say it was in Oakland, and he, and, and they said, hey, well, the call tonight's game, Kevin Calabro, thanks. And he's just like, welcome here by the broadcast. And the first pitch, somebody hits nine miles. <laughs> and it's just, you know, you're not ready for that. No. You're just, Niehaus was so ready there and, and had everything in order and, and, uh, and how about Junior? Well, could have huh? used him last night. The offense could have used him last night. Two hits, some you know, cat I'd never heard of. Yeah. And the best thing about that no-hitter being broken up last night was old old Tubby Magoo, old guy <laughs> that looks beer league softball guy, <laughs> and old Dan Vogelbach is able to get an infield hit to break up the no-hitter. I was this close, although by then I was bouncing back and forth to the well, Blazers game and then doing some other things. But I was this close to saying I'm not sure Vogelbach's playing the game the right way. <laughs> I think that there. I wanted to stir it up on Twitter and see if we get anybody going on that. Oh, well, I'm sure somebody probably would agree with you. Boy, it's it's been such a strange start to the season and, and for for the M's. And so I've seen three games this year. I've been able to sit down for three games. And go, okay, I'm gonna watch to watch them all the way through. I'm a, I got and no one does. There's no right. one watches right. every single baseball game you know, o- all the way through. Opening night works yeah. out just fine. Sure. The other two has been Felix's start in San Francisco and this game last night, and both were over by the end of the first inning. Right, yeah. Just done. D-O-N. Yeah, just, you know, and this is going to be, you know, Marco had a great first start, and then he, you know, he comes back down to reality yesterday. He just never had it. You know, that's the that's the thing that stunk about last night just from the get-go. He just never had it. He never had his control, just never had any of his pitches, uh, and he was done. And for an it's just weird for an offense that can look so good Previous mm-hmm. few days, it, you know, it's just one of those things in baseball. And then yesterday, they just looked, they just looked terrible, and uh, they ended up suffering just a, a you know, and a horrendous loss for them. But at the end of the day, it's the eighth game 
there of the season. But uh, it was weird because Kansas City in the previous, I think, five games or six games, I think had five or six runs. And then they explode for for ten last night. But yeah, I was I flipped on the game. I came on late because I was playing in my my beer league basketball. And all still I, yes, even after the warning you received yesterday, all which is I, don't do this. All I thought about the entire time playing was Dave Sims. Please, <laughs> for the love of God, don't let me get Sims. Don't get me a Simsy here. And I every don't need time that. I ran, which is hardly any. I, there's a lot of heavy. There's a lot of fast walking. Not right. a lot of running. Right, it's half court, right? No, no, it's full court. You're, it's full court. You're out of your mind. Anytime I would, anytime I would run, cut, do anything. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I had this image every single time of Sims in my, like I could see Sims going down. Like I didn't see it happen, but I heard, you know, we had him on yesterday to describe the story of him getting like shot in the, in yeah. the back or tripped. You get a big loud, ah, That's what all the? I thought about. The ball would come to me and I'm thinking, don't do it. Oh, it was it was miserable. I couldn't even play because I was so scared. You're nuts. There was actually a point that I wasn't going to play last night because I was so worried because it was just in my head so much. I would, I'm watching out your retirement. You've played. No, it's fun. Well, okay. There's going to come a day. Right, what's I'm going to get the call. Hey, uh, Puck isn't going to be in for a week. He's uh, uh, yeah, he's recouping with Dave Sims. Uh, yeah, it's just fun. I don't know. Um, so that's what's coming up on the show today. Brad Adam, 11 o'clock. Ed Dixon coming up at noon. He'll be at uh, lunch with listeners. Also, there'll be a question thrown in there as well. So we'll still be able to spend some time on the phone lines with you coming up in that noon hour. Coming up next, a little bit more about the M's and also... They will have a a big decision coming up this weekend. Uh, And it's going to be interesting to see what direction they go in with this squad. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. All right, in the uh, Daily Gas Man poll, which member of my family is going to have the biggest meltdown during their Arizona vacation right now? I've taken the lead. I'm uh, I'm up to twenty nine percent. Yeah, but it's like a, it's like we get once in a while. It's a midterm with tepid turnout. I That's think the, fine. The story uh, by the by the the talking heads of the cable news networks who are just literally dumbing us down to nothing as we speak. Uh, it would be it's a tepid turnout. But it's all pretty even. I'm at twenty nine percent. The uh, the CEO wife's close. at twenty three. The mm-hmm. vampires at twenty four. Vampire and the beast mode. Beast mode making a late run. Uh, also, she's at uh, 24%. I'm telling you, the vampire, it's a, the, the son is going to be the run. He's going to have He's going to have over 10 meltdowns. Yeah, over 10, the, you the think? The over-under, I would set it at 9.5, I would take the over. So this is things an, that are going to go awry with him. And this is uh, the naive question of a yeah. guy who doesn't have kids here. Yeah. Because normally the one good thing when you just when you're just with your wife or and I you know one of the many good things I should say. Sure. Um is when the meltdown happens, it's like a thunderstorm. It generally clears everything out. But you're saying with the kids, no, as soon as meltdown will lead to more meltdowns. Oh, it could. Yeah, we could. it could be a carryover. Now, we're going with another family that has two kids as well, r- roughly kind of around the same ages. Oh, so it's So could, they yeah. kind of actually, it's great because they kind of police themselves. Yeah. But there will be a fight among those four. Sure, yeah. That will lead yeah. to a bigger issue. So right. it's, you just oh, gotta, there's a lot of things that could yes, go you just factor it. you factor it all in. Uh, again, coming up on the show today, Brad Adam, 11 o'clock, Ed Dixon, coming up uh, at noon uh, with lunch with listeners. And then we, at some point, we got to get to this new apparel deal for the old puppies because, my God, man, did they just uh, hit pay dirt uh, with a new deal with uh, Adidas. Uh, the M's here in just a sec. They're going to have to make a decision this weekend that I think it's going to be really interesting what direction they go in because I, I, I was looking at the 25-man roster. I was looking at everything that they could do, kind of massage this thing, and, and I don't know what they're going to do. So, Cruz, so the news coming out yesterday was that Cruz – 
and Gamble are basically back this weekend. Cruz, according to service, is back on Friday, which is great news. Thank God we get Nelson Cruz back. And that Gamble could be Friday, but most likely at some point this weekend on the homestand. And what about Zunino? They've been talking about him now getting, for a while. Getting kind of getting closer, but not quite ready yet. And that doesn't impact this story that we're talking no. about, because with Zunino, it'll be an easy call. They bring him back, and they, they move they the get, second uh, They get uh, uh, Fritas. He's out. Yeah. And so, yeah, it doesn't affect him. But when Gamble comes back, Okay, so it's either so they have to make two roster moves. I would assume one of them because they're carrying thirteen pitchers. One of them's going to be a pitcher, so like Bradford, somebody who they just brought. Like one of those pitchers, they're they're going down to make room for Nelson Cruz. And then the other one for when Gamble comes back, you're not carrying five outfielders. I mean, I don't. No one carries five outfielders. Doesn't seem like it, especially given how shaky their starting pitching has yeah, been thus far. You, you want to hang on to your your pitching and your bullpen. So. It's pretty simple. It's, I mean, you think the decision is coming? Or this you weekend. could go. Or if they do it, if they if they do want to carry five, they don't want to make the call on Ichiro right now mm-hmm. because it just comes down to Ichiro and Heredia. Which which one do you want? You want a DFA Ichiro? You want to send Heredia down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you could. I guess you could send Modder down, but then that leaves you with five outfielders. I just I that makes zero sense to keep five outfielders. And Modder adds team. needed depth to your pen. Uh, or, or to just a uh, yeah, right. <laughs> he got a factor. Oh, in. he looked good. He looked good. And and you know, it's funny because people would say, "Well, wait a minute, you were making fun of the Phillies for using an outfielder." The Phillies were using they an outfielder the because season. they were out of pitchers. Yeah. Service was using an outfielder last night because he's like, "Look, we're out of this game. I don't need to burn up anybody else's arm here." Yeah, Modder, you're in. I mean, that was actually good managing last night to look at that and go, "We're not coming back here." And even if if we do, it, it's going to be. But let's, yeah. So I, I hope people see the difference between. Those so they'll two. be, they'll be, yes, they'll be faced with the decision. I, I just, yeah. unless they want to carry a fifth outfielder, which I, again, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't pretend to know everybody's roster in Major League Baseball, but I'd like to know how many teams in baseball are carrying five outfielders. It, it, if they do that, if they get rid of Modder, then you, you, you carry Ichiro and Heredi and Gamble. Like I don't know, it it doesn't make any sense to me. Like it seems pretty obvious what they should do, mm-hmm. and that would be with Ichiro. But I, I don't know if they're 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 willing to do that already. A couple of weeks into the season, here's the thing, and it lends it lends weight to your belief that they're going to keep Ichiro and send Heredia down. There isn't a huge distinction between the two right now, other than the obvious one, which is age. But in terms of right, yeah, what's going on? It's like yeah, it's not like it's it's not like Ichiro is hitting. 370 and you're like we got to keep him or right. Ichiro's hitting 015 and well like he's yeah. done. I mean it's not he's hitting he's hitting 227 same same as his on-base percentage. Heredi is hitting 222 with an on-base of 333. Yeah, and it's so early it's hard to even but but there's not a huge difference so it 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 will be interesting when that, that that'll be the first big interesting decision. The big I, I guess the biggest difference is is that they've replaced Ichiro consistently with Heredia for def, uh, defensive purposes. Mm-hmm. So if it all things being equal, he's a better defender. Like I I just it's such an obvious move to me mm-hmm. what they should do right. and what the right move is. I don't know. I I think in terms of big decisions the organization has made over the years coming up this weekend be, could be. Because I think it it sends a signal to your fan base, symbolic. Which whichever way you go, because if they if they DFA Etro, I think the people who have always had this thought they don't care about winning. All they care about is marketing. You know the our food over at Safeco Field, which there's a story out today, is the number one food in the ballpark. They care about the the video board, all that kind of stuff. They don't care about anything other than 
than the marketing of the organization. If they keep Ichiro, it's going to fuel that fire of those people. Now, if they don't, then I think those people that have always been pessimistic about it will say, all right, well, finally, they made a baseball move today, the right baseball move. And and they're in an interesting position because the people that should be making this baseball decision do not have any kind of long personal history with Ichiro. It's not like there's a guy, it's not like the GM was the GM when they signed him and has an 18-year history with the guy. It's not like the manager was here. You, you, you know, there, there's even the CEO has changed. Yeah. The ownership structure has changed. This is a different Mariners organization. You shouldn't penalize DePoto and Service and Stanton for what's happened the previous 10, 15, 20 years. You know, and until the decision is made, you know, we're just speculating here, but you, there's there's no one there in the decision to make or in the position to make the decision who has some I mean maybe Stanton because he's been around for a while but I mean I, I don't know I still think that when it comes down to it and again you bring up a great point if they're putting Heredia in late as a defensive guy it seems it, you know I, I, but but by the same I mean time, if this is services call I, I don't know I think the way the service manages I think service is going to say I, I want Guillermo Heredia yeah. to be our fourth outfielder I I don't want Ichiro to be that guy but they have done. When this happened, they've done this to themselves because the the point of keeping him, and I think you even brought this up. I mean, the the tough decision, you know, for them would be: do we DFA a guy who is going to be a he's a no doubt Hall of Fame player, right? He's going to be up in your you're going to retire his jersey. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's one of the most prominent figures your organization has ever had. Very popular, hugely popular, right? Can you do that to him? Would that be a middle finger to one of your greats? I, I don't think it is. Can you factor that in? I'd like to think that, again, that they had some discussion to this end at some point. But the other thing is this. We're minutes away from getting a bulletin that Mitch Hanniger has gotten injured sending out his dry clean. Sure. You know, because that's how guys get hurt with his team this year. So, you know, again, it, it, it may things may happen for him, but it sure looks like as they as they they fill the DH slot the way they want it filled, and they're not gonna, you don't need a backup DH, and and then they they get their outfield guys that they thought they were going to have get Gamble back. And I know that I know it's an injury. I know they've been they've been hit with a ton of injuries here lately. So I'm not I'm not going to hammer them on it. But when an American League team has got to use a 44 year old slap hitting DH mm. the other day, like that's embarrassing. Yeah. And that's not all their fault. I mean, obviously it would be Cruz and Healy's banged up and all that, but my God, that's the option. That's the option they have as a designated hitter. Yeah, but the guys that you'd think of, who would you, who would you, at the start of the year, if everybody's healthy, who would you think? Cruz would be your DH yeah. and then occasionally Healy. Maybe Zanino on a day when you want to give him a day Zanino. off, but you'd like his bat in the Vogelback. lineup. Vogelback. You know, so all these guys that aren't available except Vogelback, you know, so I can't hammer him too much on that. I, get, I know your point. I know, I know what you're saying, but it's like, they, this is just. I mean, if this season unfolds the way it's, you know, the way it might, I'm just going to remember my my memory of the season is going to be sending you a text from from opening night, going, "Why didn't they introduce Zanino?" Because I had no idea. I was like, "Wait a minute, where's Zanino? He's not out there. What the hell's going and on?" And someone's got to answer this for me on the text line of four nine four five one, the Heritage Distilling text line, or call up because I don't know the answer to this. Is Ichiro up on the Safeco field, like on the wall? Do we know that? Oh, yeah, he, is yeah, he, he is. is. Oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. Okay, he so is. he's on the team. Yeah. He's not going to be. He's not going to DF him. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you think, huh? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I just wanted to know, what would your reaction? You do, you do, we're, we're back here on Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And they and Gamble's back, and they've sent Heredia down. You've been ROR'd by the Arizona authorities after your meltdown. There's a good at the chance airport. I don't come back from Arizona this week. There's once because it's 99 down. There. If Ichiro's still on the team, and if they've if they've sent uh, Heredia down, I'll be I'll be, I'm going to be surprised. I've said all along. I think I I don't think they're married to this idea that they need Ichiro to sell tickets, that they need Ichiro to keep fan interest. I I I just and there's nobody within the baseball decision complex over there who has any kind of emotional attachment to the guy. And I would assume, maybe I'm wrong, but I would assume when they signed him, there was a conversation to the effect that, look, if this works out, it's going to be awesome. And if it doesn't, if 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 you're hitting yeah. 225 and, and you know, we're, go, we're going to have, we, we don't want to release well, you. What and, is, you know. Well, what is making it, I guess, easier for that conversation to have, that conversation, if you were going to keep him o- over Heredia, if you just look at the average right now, you would say, yeah. it's not like Heredia is getting it. Now, Heredia, I think, has had, where did I write my notes? He's had nine at-bats. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so so it's, it's not like his nine at-bats compared to Ichiro's 22. Mm-hmm. So... It's not like he's been given a ton of opportunities to go out there right. and, and be able to perform with the bat. But right now, you would look at those numbers and you would say, well, I mean, yeah, it's even Steven right now, other than his on-base percentage being much higher for Heredia. But again, it's a small sample size because it's nine at-bats. But you go, back to, you go back to his defense, you go back to his athleticism. What, do you, what, have, what has Jerry DePoto always preached day one from taking over this organization? I want to be more athletic in the outfield. Well, who's more athletic, twenty-seven-year-old mm-hmm. Guillermo Heredia or forty-four-year-old Ichiro? Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. And and again, they may have discussed with him, "Hey, you know, are you interested in retiring as a Mariner?" I mean, I, I can't believe Ichiro, if he's not, you know, even close to what he once was, wants to keep playing. Yeah, I. I just, but you know what? We don't thing, know. I just got a bad feeling this thing is going to be really messy. That they're going to make the decision to. And you're right; anything can pop up and happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to make the decision to send Heredia down. And someone said on the text line, "Well, Heredia could benefit from AAA." Uh, no, he couldn't. He's 27. He is what he is. He's not right, going right, to yeah. get any better down in AAA Tacoma. He he just he is what he is. He's a fourth outfielder. He's not great, but he's he's serviceable mm-hmm. and he's an athlete and he's a better option than Ichiro. That I think the way they have set this up. By putting him on the stadium, they use him in commercials. I've heard him being promoted in commercials, both on TV and radio, that I, I think they're setting themselves up to just take a, a huge PR hit on this and yeah. make this move. But they can they can redo all those. That's pretty easy. I mean, I, I, mean, that, that, I, I just, I, I've never fallen into the belief that, well, the marketing department is running the baseball team. I just don't think that. And if, if the baseball people come and say, we're doing this deal... You, you know, if the baseball, if, if somebody calls them tomorrow and says, we want to trade you our three best prospects for Felix, and they're not going to say, well, we've got Felix in all our advertising, we can't do that. They would make that, you know, I don't know if they'd make, but you know what I mean. Yeah, right. They, 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 that wouldn't be a factor, I don't believe. I've, I've never bought that. There's, it works hand in hand, and you want good marketing. You want people promoting your team sure, and promoting I, your product. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have, should not have gone out and promoted that Ichiro's back. Of sure. course, they should have done that. I mean, if you can get X amount of people to come through your turnstile because they want to go see Ichiro, at the end of the day, those guys over there do operate and run a business. And so I do understand that. But do we acknowledge that it could, maybe not, make the decision tougher for them? Yeah, I, I because don't. Because they've gone yeah. through that process with him. I don't think it does. I don't. I don't think it. Do the does. business guy factor that in? No, I, I. I just don't think so. I, I. You know, again, if this is ten years ago and Ichiro's in his prime, may. But still, no. I just. I don't. I. I don't. I don't think when when you're making a baseball decision, you factor in. Well, 
we're going to have to redo the sign outside the ballpark. That's cost of doing Is it a messy stuff. divorce if they decide? And I don't know how many teams would even give him a uh, would give him another contract. Is it a messy divorce? And he says, "All right, we'll DFA you," and then he goes and plays someplace else. Or does he have to to make this thing work and not have a stained relationship? And again, time mm-hmm. heals all, right? Right. Yeah. That that he has to if they DFA him, he's got to quit baseball. He's going to stop. Well. Or does he go sign with Milwaukee? If he goes and signs with Milwaukee, I don't think that hurts. I, I don't think. I, I think it's at some point you go, geez, man, you know, how long are you going to play this out? You know what? What are you doing? But no, I don't think. Look, he's already left once, and and that was handled very well. Everybody got along just no. fine. The the toughest thing about this is we don't know how to read Ichiro because we don't know anything about the guy, even though we've seen him for eighteen years. He's just such a mysterious character. We we don't know everything that makes him tick. We don't you know he's been so reserved in what he lets fans yeah. see and what he lets the media see. So there are certain guys that you watch for a while and you could read by their body language and you could tell and say okay yeah this is you know this isn't going to be a guy who's going to want to keep playing if he's hitting two twenty five with Ichiro. I, I I can't make that call. I think if he leaves and goes to another team, no, I, I don't think that necessarily means maybe it's part a of the mistake. plan. Maybe part of the plan too is you're right because we don't know him. You know, a guy who does know him, uh, Brad Adam for Root Sports, will join us at eleven o'clock. Thanks, although John Howie Steak, he he is he's friendly with him. He's got a good insight on Ichiro, so maybe he'll have more information. But but I mean, back to your point. I mean, maybe they have discussed with him, and that the option the the out was. When Gamma comes back, you know, we, we're going to need that spot, and it's your spot. Mm-hmm. Maybe at that point, then Ichiro retires. And that's what I'd, I think I, that could be an option. I think that may have been discussed, and I think I think it would be. Look, it's not like you're talking to some 28 year old who's, you know, Ichiro's a man. He's 44. You can have a blunt discussion with him and says, look, if you go out and maybe we recapture lightning in a bottle and, and you're tearing it up, we'll have no trouble. Sending down an outfield. He takes over assistant hitting coach with Edgar Martinez. You, you know, we'll we'll find a place for you, but if you're not, and if it comes to that, you know, do you, do you want to? You know, could we do the in season retirement? Could we? Sure. You know, and I I think that's a conversation. I think that, that's the best way that they go. I think it it, it yeah. saves the organization. It saves Ichiro if the the out plan was just that. That yeah. if they came to the decision that when Gamble comes back, they they're going to keep Heredia. That at that point, Ichiro says. Don't DFA me. I'm just going to retire. I want right. to retire. I wanted to retire as a Mariner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Griffey did it, uh, and half and have a better ending than Griffey did. Yeah, right. Sure. And then yeah, I can, yeah. I can stay on in, in some role with the organization. Whatever. It now, is. now here's the other thing, and I mean this doesn't happen as much, I don't think, as it used to. But I mean, you know, the the old NBA uh, uh, five day injury. You, you know, it's like, hey, Ichiro, just I mean, we've had guys sprain their ankle in a workout. We've had a guy. He can sprain something stretching. He stretches way too much. Ichiro, and he's out for, you know, and so you buy a little time. You say to him, hey, you know what? I don't think they'd do that because if they got caught, they'd get in all kinds of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I'd do it. That's why I'd be a lousy baseball general manager. uh, We'll bring this back up lunch with listeners after we chat with uh, Ed Dixon from the Seattle Seahawks. The simple question will just be Ichiro or Heredia. We'll allow you guys uh, to weigh in on the phone lines coming up in the noon hour with lunch with listeners. Coming up next, though, the Huskies and my favorite athletic director in all the land, old Jenny Cohen. You like her, do you? Oh, I sure do. Yeah? Is that right? You big Jam fan? How about we bounce back with a few Cohen highlights uh, because her and the school just got paid. Back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Top of the hour, Mr. Hare, Brad Adam Root Sports will join the program for his weekly visit. Thanks to John Howie Steak. And remember during the luscious Brad Adam segment, 
Luscious? Yeah. Keep in mind something brilliant Brad says. Because at 1230, we're going to give away a $50 gift card to John Howie Steak. We'll ask you a question at 1230. That's something Brad said in that in that segment coming up at 11. you got to remember it. And then call us back at 1230. And you can be the lucky caller to get a $50 gift card to John Howie Steak. That's a tough contest because literally everything that comes out of Brad's mouth is 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 brilliant. And, and it's hard to kind of focus on what one thing was the most brilliant. Well, there's so much. He's, he's just a wealth of brilliance, Gas. Yeah, that's what he is. Give me a little Jenny. Do you have a little Jenny? Do we have a little Jenny there? Do you have a, can you fire that up? Yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> man. I, I like how irritated he sounds at having yeah. to do this. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Come Whatever. on. I'm actually just irritated with the fact that I forgot. Oh, uh, it's okay. No, be irritated with Puck. He's getting ready to leave. Trust me, he's <laughs> mailing it in today. He is, he's paying attention to about every third word that comes I out of everybody's mouth. My whole mouth. research last night, instead of working on my computer, was on my phone. Oh, I didn't yeah. yeah. mail yeah, it in. He's researching golf. Uh, how much uh, golf are you going to play? Only uh, 36 holes. One day. Playing. Only 36 holes. What do you mean? We need to One find day. a guy that could roll up his sleeves and get dirty. Yeah. It was gritty and scrappy. That's me. <laughs> Give me one more time. He <laughs> oozes with passion. Oh, he sure does. <laughs> That's my Jenny. Thank you. you. No, Love thank you. Oh, thank how you. Many, how many female... Don't take my Jenny away. How many female ADs are there in Division One? There's not a lot. Uh, not a lot. I mean, it's it's it, she's not no, a trailblazer no exactly. There've been others, but there's not a lot. She's done a she's done a hell of a job. But boy, I, I do love me some Jenny. You I like know Jenny. it makes people uncomfortable over there, but boy, she does it for me. Is it okay? She just does. <laughs> what, what do you think makes people uncomfortable? The fact that you have a thing for their AD. I have a thing for their AD. Does that make that make Husky fans uncomfortable? That's okay. That's yeah, fine. If I was a Husky, Does anyone have a thing for our AD, Patrick Chun? Probably not. You never know. You know, I don't know what people what, what floats people's boat. Whatever. So how much money are they getting woo, from the Adidas people? Uh, Gas, they uh, they have hit a, a deal that's going to pay them a lot of scratch. Ten-year deal with Adidas worth almost $12 million annually, making it one of the richest apparel deals. College athletics, these kids, they just can't get a break. Can't because they, you know, they, they can't eat. They can't afford a pizza on a Friday night, Gas. Yeah, it, it's... It really is, and I, look, the Huskies are in a position where they should do exactly this. They should maximize what they can get, but it it just the the whole system is so far out of whack right now, and that a, that, that a clothing company is going to pay, and it's not a straight cash deal. I'm sure. I'm sure there's consideration. There's there's advertisement. There's uniform. There's a but that that a deal could be worth 120 million dollars for apparel. Is and again, I don't fault the Huskies at all. They they did this is brilliant on their part. They did exactly what they should do is maximize what you sure. can get and jump on it right now. So the deal ends. Uh, the Huskies' twenty year partnership with Nike has been paying you dub about three and a half million dollars annually for the past decade. So I mean, right there, they've just struck gold. They're mm-hmm. going to get paid mm-hmm. twelve million annually from Adidas, and uh, they were so that's up obviously from three and a half million. So per the contract, this is from Adam Jude, by the way. Adam Jude from the Seattle Times have this story. Are we uh, allowed to say that? Uh, yeah, I think I am. Yeah, we're allowed not? to quote the Times. We just oh, can't sure. talk to anybody. I don't from the have Times. a problem with the Times other than that weirdo that runs it. Yeah, you know him. And what, what did he do again? He well, shot a dog once. Oh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, you I, that, shot a, a dog. Yeah. yeah other, other than that, sweetheart of a guy. <laughs> And taking money from the port, uh, Adidas has agreed uh, has agreed to pay the Huskies five point two million dollars annually in cash, uh, five point five eight million annually in product, and one point one million for marketing. 
So it is worth slightly more annually than the 11-year, $128 million deal Adidas gave Nebraska. 2017, they joined uh, Arizona State um, as the only other uh, squad there in the Pac-12 uh, that is repped there by Adidas. How much do you think uh, Oregon's thing, you know, Phil Knight over Nike had to do with this? Or is this, I, I mean, listen, it's probably just about cash this because is, they're going to get $12 million a year opposed to $3.5 million. This is straight cash, homie, because they've had other deals since then. I mean, o- o- sure. Oregon and Nike kind of rose as a power in the late 90s, right, when that when that kind of started? Well, That's when Phil suddenly yep. decided he's going to be interested in it. Yep. So, no, I, they've done deals since then. I think this was absolutely about money. Uh, and and maybe maybe about a few other things. I don't think down the road. I don't think they care if if, if it's you know, well, you know it, maybe some people do, but it just, just it doesn't matter. Well, it annoyed it. I mean, I you know, from the Husky fans that that I you know, the, my friends that are Husky fans who went actually went to the school. They uh, they would always say, <laughs> "Is that a why, shot?" Why? No, I'm just just pointing out the fact that I have friends that are you don't Husky have to fans go to the school to be a fan that, that actually went there, yeah. step foot on campus. All right. Uh no, but it's it's listen for I'm throwing only, you off the rails. No, gas, we only have one shot we can use yeah. as Coog fans. That, that's the that's only a, shot we have is that one. That's right. And we'll bury that thing uh, into the ground. Until the pirate figures out Apple Cup, you really <laughs> you just every year you're just sitting there yeah, and it's like that's he's gonna open one, the door and the and bugs is gonna be there with the cannon going blam. It's our one shot that we can use and we'll just <laughs> we'll keep pounding that thing. But I would assume for some of them they're like, We don't want to be associated with them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be associated with Nike because Nike's Oregon. So I get yeah. that, but this so you win, you win both sides. You're winning here. One, it, you're it, out of Nike, and then two, you're getting paid more than you ever were getting paid from Nike. But I think they've done a deal with Nike. They have, yeah. So, and, and, but you're right for the people that are into that. Sure. What I'd love to see out of one of these deals, and for all I know, maybe it's happening. Hey, I'd, I'd love to see the nuts and bolts of this to see how it pencils out for everybody. This just seems like the kind of deal where is anybody really making money on this? Sure, clearly they are. They wouldn't yeah. be doing it. I'd love to see when you start talking about $120 million, some sort of a fund set up to do some good in the world. You know, whether I, I it's a, like whether to... it's a charitable arm of this, whether it's a way to maybe help pay for, for extra education for pe- for athletes who, who, you know, don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a good I mean, idea. No, no, so maybe I shouldn't have brought this up. No, no, no. But I think some, I'm with you. So, you know, I think you look at the money that's rolling in here. I mean, would you have guessed that UCLA makes the most per year? Um, Los Angeles, so I yeah, get that. But yeah, it's... and I, I would have to see when everybody signed. It's usually whoever signed last is who's True. making the most. So right now, they and I can't remember when they signed with Under Armour. I think it was a few years ago. Uh, they're they're a, just under $19 million a year. They have a 15-year, $280 million deal with Under Armour. I mean, how does that pencil out for Under Armour? How are they making money on that deal? And I'm on sure t- they are. You know they have they've got those those analytics that will show you that you know a, a five seconds of showing the logo on TV mm-hmm. equates to twenty five million right you know I you know I don't know how they come up with that but they got some algorithm that comes up with that right but yeah I don't, I'm with you I think somehow taking some of that money and dispersing it among the athletes who are yeah. repping who are wearing the product I think would would benefit everyone now I, this is always a tr- slippery slope with me just because. I think we devalue how much these kids are already getting, and I get right, it. Right, that they're making the schools and the NCAA is making millions off these kids. Mm-hmm. But I think we do have devalued the cost of a scholarship, which is two hundred thousand dollars. Couldn't agree more. I'm not, and and the whole idea of we got to pay the athletes that sounds good. 
but the execution of it is very, very. It, it's not as easy. And, and you, you then Title Nine comes in. Yeah. You, you have to pay everybody. You can't just say we're going to pay some unless you separate them out. So there's no easy fix to it. And the shoe companies are just one of the entities that the money. There's just it's crazy the amount of money coaches make, the amount of money media is pouring in it. There's so much money coming into the sport that if there was a way to turn some of this into something you know, in a positive social nature. And I don't have an idea of what that would be. I don't necessarily mean paying the players. I'm not opposed to that. But that's an easy thing to say and a difficult thing to execute. Brad Adam, we're gonna he's going to join us next for his weekly visit. Thanks to John Howie Steak. We'll ask Brad, why did he injure Dave Sims? What I know is he's hungry, and I love that.